what's going on, y'all? This is Kelly Clarkson. Welcome to Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. The very first podcast dedicated to the original idol, Kelly Clarkson. Here are your hosts, Jeremy and Pam. Welcome to a new edition of Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. I am Jeremy. And my name is Pam. And today we are so excited to welcome a very, very, very special guest to the show. Her name is Rachel Orsher. She is the associate music producer on The Kelly Clarkson Show and also has worked on a lot of Kelly's songs and albums. And I'm really excited to talk to her today. Yeah, she is essentially uh, Jason Halbert's right hand. Uh, He has endless praise for the work that Rachel does. And it sounds like she has been an integral part of not only Kelly's tours, but uh, big parts of some of the recent albums. And also, like you said, Pam, part of the Kelly Clarkson show. Uh, She's even been on stage and performed with my band, y'all, which we will definitely get into as we get into our interview. And she also performed a little bit before the talk show even started. We're going to get into that. We have a lot of questions. We're going to keep it a little cryptic, so y'all will stay tuned for that. Um, And without further ado, let's bring in Rachel. We are so happy to welcome to the show today the associate music producer for The Kelly Clarkson Show. She is Rachel Orsher. Hello, Rachel. Hello. Good to have you on the show. Welcome. Thank you. It's good to be here. Well, Rachel, first and foremost, um, we have to say that you come so highly regarded and recommended by Jason Halbert. The last time that we talked with him, he even said, and I can't remember if it was on or off mic, but he said, you have got to talk to Rachel because she is really <laughs> the brains behind the operation. Um, how does it feel to to have somebody who is as awesome as Jason sort of say that, you know, he really, I mean, and I've heard him say this more than one time that he could not do what he does without you. Uh. You know, it feels great. Uh, we've worked together now for like almost eight years, like specifically on Kelly's stuff. And then we had met maybe a year and a half, two years before that. So it's been like a long road. And um, so it feels nice to be like, oh, cool. Like I'm pulling weight around here. That's so good. <laughs> <laughs> How did you guys meet initially? So, um, my husband and I have been doing music together since uh, since I was like 15. Oh, wow. Um, and wow. so we've always just been like scrappy little kids trying to just like figure it all out. Like neither of us really like went to school for it or learned anything about it. So it was always just like pool together like the quarters and like what can we buy used from Guitar Center to like <laughs> make stuff, like make sounds and um so you know we've had multiple iterations of bands and projects and all that stuff but in uh I think it was like 2013 we had done like this um like this indie tour kind of thing and uh it had just like challenged us like a lot of our like beliefs about music and we were like okay let's try something like totally different and new and so we we worked on this like four song EP and did it all in our home studio, which did not look like this. This is a, an upgrade <laughs> home studio. Uh, but we, uh, you know, did our best and mixed it and mastered it ourselves. And um, we had had uh, Jason and I ha- had a mutual friend, um, Rita Springer, and 
and I had sent it to her. I had known her through like the, the church circuit mm-hmm. and she loved it. And I guess she showed it to Jason and he loved it. And we just got like an, an email out of nowhere and it was like, love what you guys are doing. Like, I would love to work with you on, on production ideas and stuff like that. And we were just like, Kelly Clarkson. What the? <laughs> <laughs> like what? Yeah. So like, so was, was he like reaching out to talk to you about like your specific music or yeah. it was more like, Hey, I have like, op- okay. Not yeah, like just, I have like an opportunity. No, I, at, at the time they were working on piece by piece album. Okay. And so I think we had like, we had worked a little bit on it um, during that time. We were living in New Orleans. We both, um, my husband and I grew up in New Orleans. And um, I think we had worked on a, a war paint. I know we'd worked on war paint for that album and did some programming on that. And then we had just been like trying to like write ideas and stuff like that with Jason. Um, and then we eventually moved to Nashville in like 2015. And um, then the piece by piece tour started. So it was like, okay, uh, yeah. Like, bam, bam, bam. Yeah. Let's keep, just keep it going. Yeah. So, and that's when we started doing like more tech stuff and more like assistant kind of stuff. I remember coming in for tour rehearsals for piece by piece and um, just like trying to find cool sounds on like keyboards and stuff. And um, at the time, Jason's tech on the road was Eric Olson who uh, is co-writer on Catch My Breath. And he was starting to write a lot more and doing really well in Nashville. And I think he was just like, I need to focus on this. And he kind of stepped back and then it was just like, oh, well, do y'all want to go on tour? And I was like, (laughs) I've never done this before, so I'm not really sure. But he was like, oh, I'll teach you. And I was like, okay, let's try. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that's kind of how it all started. That's awesome. Now, yeah. to take it just one step back, because like, I I was a little confused before I did my research, and people listening might also just not be like a little aware. Can you explain what programming is? Yeah, <laughs> just to take it yes. back to basics. So, like, I'll just use the TV show for example. So, like, there's four live musicians on stage, but like a lot of times, like, if you're like an Ariana Grande song, there's not a lot of live drums and live guitars in those songs. Sure. So like all that extra stuff, all the little like twinkly keyboards, all the swoosh sounds, all the drum machines and all that kind of stuff. I build that before. So I'll recreate all of that stuff beforehand. And then we load it into um, a session, which is like we use Ableton, which is for playing back live tracks. And um, so for like the karaoke during the show, the guys go ahead and they play all their parts um, and then in the background, I'm pressing play on like things that I have previ- previously recorded. So you do it live, like while they're playing. It's not like it's just like timed. To no, I do whatever. Not, I don't play all that live. So like, yeah. oh, so like <laughs> I work a week ahead of everybody for the song. So like, um, you know, like uh, I'm trying to think of like a good song to explain. <laughs> There's so many, and <laughs> suddenly none come to mind. Yeah, like I know on like the um. Uh, like Jason and Jocko's podcast, they talked about only happy when it rains. So it's like, there's all kinds of like little extra sounds in there and like noise and atmosphere. So I'll record that all like at home or in my office, like a week before we record that. 
And then we have a program that like takes all the pre-recorded stuff and plays it back. So I'm not physically playing it live. <laughs> just, you know. Yeah. But like you just kind of like have fun. You just kind of like do what you want and just see if it works and see if it makes sense. Kind of. I try to like nail. I try to stick as close to the original as possible. Okay. Um. So like I laugh sometimes because it's like a like a glorified like karaoke track maker. <laughs> um, but sometimes I get to have a lot of fun and I I enjoy those times. This uh, is always, this is just so wild to me because it. It just seems like it's another layer peeled back on just how intricate the Kellyokis really are. I don't. I think people just we put a lot of work. We yeah. put a lot of work in it. There's hours that go into each one. People think it's just the band up there. You know, it's it's four or five people up there just playing, but there is so much going on behind the scenes that it it, it blows my mind every time I I see sort of another layer of the onion peeled back, and you just sure. remember how intricate it really is. Yeah. I mean, for sure. Each one of us like put in our own time. Like I, you know, I like at, at the very beginning, let's say Kelly, she picks a song and then, you know, uh, Claudine, Jason's assistant at the show, she has to, you know, build a session for Jason to make an arrangement because we can only do a minute and a half. So you have to get creative with like, which part are we going to use? How do we, how do we, especially if it's like a huge hit, because it's like, how do we yeah. capture yeah. the essence of this song without missing any of like the vital parts that everybody loves? Yeah. And then uh, once he does that, it's like, then Kyle has to take it and write out charts for it. And then I take it and I do all the backing tracks for it. And then we bring it to the band. The band has to rehearse it. Usually Jocko you know, records multiple guitars to, to make it sound full. And, um, and then it goes to Jesse and then Jesse sings a guide vocal and she sings backing vocals. And so it's just like every single person kind of has to like put in a good chunk of time for like the finished minute and a half, you know, it's, uh, sure. So we usually are working on them like a week and a half from when it actually happens. Yeah. So oh my God. let's let's go back. As, I mean, I, I could sit here and talk Kellyoki for an entire hour, but let's go back and talk about your beginnings working with both Jason and Kelly. So you you help out with Warpaint on the piece by piece record, and then you get sort of platooned in on the piece by piece tour. Talk to what it, talk to us about what it was like on that first uh, tour that you got to do. <laughs> Terrifying. Um <laughs> It was definitely like a crash course. It was definitely like, you know, like being like <laughs> drafted into something that you have no idea what you're oh, about yeah. to get to. Um, but it was fun and uh, like a really fast learning experience, like, which I personally kind of enjoy because like, I'm a, I'm kind of like, I joke about this. It's not that funny, but, and it, there's a lot of horrible stories leading into it, but I am technically... <laughs> Uh, a high school homeschool dropout okay and so I've always kind of relied on like learning on the job and just learning as fast as I can and sure um so it was fun I learned a lot about uh technical stuff MIDI I learned how to solder um Chris Dye I don't know if you guys know it's almost impossible to talk about Kelly tour stuff without mentioning Chris Dye yeah he helped us you know learn a lot of the terms and the phrasing and the equipment and all that stuff. And, um, 
it was just like really just like learning Jason's preferences like to a T. Like sure. and just making sure like I mean you know, he he runs a tight ship. He's extremely kind. He's you know, you make a mistake and you just have to like never make it again. It's like that kind of thing. Like sure. I think there was one point um so my husband for piece by piece my husband was handling all the keyboards. Oh, like, I didn't realize he was on the tour as well. Yeah, so he was setting up all the the live keyboards and then I was handling all the computer stuff. So like all the playback, which is the programming that's being played back. Right. And um and then with Jason's specific rig, it's kind of like very remote controlly like what he has on stage is basically like a really intense remote control for everything that's off stage. Sure. So oh a lot of his keyboard sounds are coming from the computers. Some of his keyboard sounds are coming from the keyboards. So we have to like sync that all up and make sure it all flows. Um, so yeah, it was just like really heady and like. Especially cause like this wasn't like, you know, oh, my first rodeo I'm doing like, you know, small like performing arts centers or little theaters right. or clubs. You're playing like amphitheater. Yeah, I went from like, like a little like, you know, like church stuff and indie tour. <laughs> to like a massive tour where it's just like oh this is a big deal i think one of my worst mistakes i remember it was like um it was in the first song which was uh dance dance with me i think that's yep. the name of the song yep and um they had rehearsed it earlier in the day and we had set up a loop on the playback track so i would just play the chorus over and over and over again while they were rehearsing well i forgot to turn that off Oh no. <laughs> and so it was like first song of the show, it was big opener. And like my computer's also controlling like the screens and the lighting. Like there's a, a time code that's being sent out to everybody to like tell their programs when to make changes. Um and once it looped, it just kind of like everybody looped. And I was just like <gasps> <laughs> um and Jason's so pro, it wasn't like a big deal. He just like he stopped it and then like just picked up where we needed to, you know, pick up at. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I remember just being so mortified. And the beauty of it is that I'm sure like 99% of the audience was yep. oblivious. I'm sure. So I'm sure that's, that's like, you know, I, in, in my eyes, I'm like, none of you guys ever mess up. Like no one, everyone always. And of course, cause we're always just like, so fixated on like the, the show yep. itself. So like one little I mean, I'm sure, like, to you guys, you're like, oh, my God, I screwed up. But, like, to us, we're like, I'm just having a great time, you know? <laughs> so I will just oh, let you know that. Good to know. <laughs> seriously. Like, that's – but, um, no, my question for you, though, is, like, did you have any knowledge of, like – I mean, I guess if you're mixing and mastering your own personal stuff, like, you have to have some <laughs> education on, like, some of the bells and whistles and, like, the tech stuff that goes into it. But, like – you know, what, what were you doing? Like, um, growing up, like, were you just performing? Like, were you just doing instruments? Were you trying to learn all these programs yourself? And then like, was it easier? Kind of like a mix of all that. Like I, I started playing guitar when I was like 12. Um, the church I went to was like very, um, uh, very like music based, like really great bands. Um, oh, cool. uh, uh one of like one of the bands that came out of there was mute math i don't know if you ever heard of them oh yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Successful, but they were like maybe like a generation ahead of us so like you know we had like a lot of really cool musicians around and it was just like that's what i want to do i want to do music yeah so started playing guitar and just formed like a little like 
tween band <laughs> and we, we played like for the the music for like the kids church and then eventually for the youth group and then that's when i met my husband and then we formed our own little band and it was very like grungy and like you know just like distorted guitars and messy drums love it stuff. love it but we were like okay well like we want to make like we want to record our songs that we're writing like that's what everybody else is doing so we want to do that so it just began like like i said like counting pennies we would go do odd jobs and sell random stuff just to like like uh oh there's like a a portable recorder on sale at guitar center like maybe we can buy it and figure out how to do this and so we just kept like buying like little things and trying to learn those little things until eventually um the 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 church I grew up in was also very like cultish and uh, <laughs> dramatic but like at a certain point like we got fired from there I I had I had stayed faithful for years and I was actually like the music director there for about four or five years in my 20s um and when we got fired I remember like the day I think it was the day of we like went and got a credit card and we just bought like computers and um <laughs> recording programs and we were like let's why, why not yeah. why not let's what do you do have to, what do you have to lose at this point yeah and so we just like started doing that and just getting down our ideas and calling friends over and doing recordings so we have tons of like terrible recordings in our past um <laughs> and it's just been like a lesson of like learning that like even now like i can't even explain like just the beauty of like the TV show to me has felt like college in the sense of like, because I'm, because I'm so specifically um, comparing my work to others work, because like I said, I'm trying to match the original as much as I can. Oh yeah. Um, it's been a really like, uh, like really significant learning time of like, Oh, that's how they do that. Or that's that sound, or that's how you EQ this or, you know, so it is like, just like learning on the job kind of thing. I, you know, I've had people help me along the way, just like sound men at a church that explain what reverb is or explained what delay is or explained what an EQ is and just kind of like collecting as much information as I can. Yeah. And just using my ears as much as I can. Like, do I like the way this sounds? Honestly, like, you know, not knocking education because in general, like, you know, whatever, but like, I am is such a proponent of just doing like just kind of kind of what what you said sure. getting thrown in there like is almost it's terrifying but it also you're on your toes you're alert you're like okay we're just gonna try to figure it out and whatever and also yeah learning from pros in the field like that you know if you find a good mentor or whoever like people want to teach you people want it's not like a competition sure. it's like if you find those cool people that are willing to help you and want you to be better it's great. It's like a networking networking thing, but also just like yeah. continuing. I don't know. I'm kind of rambling, but like I get okay. what you're saying. And I've I've been in the same boat myself, not for tech stuff, but just like touring in general. I used to do that a lot. And you just kind of get thrown in and it's wonderful. It's yeah. terrifying. You're like, okay, and I'll ask, you know, at the end. You just ask questions. I mean, it's yeah. just yeah. You figure it out. You look up a YouTube video, you, you know, whatever it is, if I get stuck on something. You just figure it out and then you learn and then, you know, and so, you know, you get faster and faster at everything you're doing and your ear gets more and more, you know, attuned to what it's looking for. And you just have to fight a lot of imposter syndrome. That's all. 
Well, there's, yes. there's really nothing yes. better than, you know, learning on the job and, and learning as you go. And I know that when you do your job, which is, you know, for all intents and purposes, it's behind the scenes, but it is probably nice that you understand sort of the front of house sort of way of, of speaking where you know what it's like to not only be backstage or off, off in the wings, but you also know what it's like to be right up there in front of a microphone because you've had totally. that experience as well. And oddly enough, we, we do want to touch on one particular microphone type of a in, uh, situation that you were in. We know for a fact that you actually got to perform on stage during the Piece by Piece tour. We, we, have, yes. we have found the, the, the uh, evidence of this. Can you tell us what happened at the last minute that pushed you and your husband on stage? So I think for that particular show, the person that was supposed to be doing that maybe dropped out at the last minute. I'm not exactly sure. So the night before we got like a text from Jason, like, Hey, can you guys be the, I can't remember what it was called. Like I think it was, it was, it was open mic. And I only know this because Jeremy brought it up the other day. I, it was kind of a blip I had forgotten yeah. about. <laughs> Anyway, keep going. Open mic. Yeah, open mic. And um, like I'm so bad with like memorizing like song lyrics. Like I'm I'm really bad at it. Um exceptionally bad. I even with my, my <laughs> most favorite songs in the world, like I don't even I don't even bother learning the lyrics. I just like sing whatever bounces into my head. And I was just like, well, I think I know this one the best for some reason. I don't know why uh, Use Your Love is one of those ones that like <laughs> stuck in there. I'm not really sure why. Um, so yeah, like my husband and I just, uh, if you've seen the video, the like guy wearing the sweater with the giant W on it, that's my husband. So yep. we just like were in the hotel room, like borrowed someone's guitar and we're like practicing like, oh my God. Uh, so yeah, that was terrifying moment and uh yeah it's on the internet so that's cool was, was it cool to kind of <laughs> was it cool to kind of i don't want to say live the rock star dream but like to have that moment where it's like okay yes i in fact know what it's like to play an arena in front of a bunch of people sure sure i mean it's really like it's wild because like i said i've been playing for years live so um like you know even the church that i played at i mean i had played in front of 2,500 people fairly regularly. Like, so like very accustomed to like a large crowd, obviously 20,000 or 10 or however many were theirs is a much larger number. But like at a certain point, a large crowd is like a large crowd. Yeah. Right. And I actually feel way less nervous doing that than like, if it had been like, Hey, we're at like a campfire and there's like 15 people. Can you sing? That's because people are, people will be like, you, you see them watching you and you're like, oh, yeah, shit. that's when you're over. That's when you're just like, you see, you see every <laughs> eyeball looking at you. Like, that's when I'm like shaking and like, you know, but of course I was nervous. I was nervous more so to be playing with the band, you know, like that's like, oh, that's what's yeah. more nervous to me is like your peers, you know, like you're singing, I'm singing next to jesse collins and nicole and bridget and i'm singing with kelly clarkson behind me and you're just like i'm like a just like a weird <laughs> singer i'm not like a 
I'm not like a pro singer. I just kind of like make sounds and try to hit. <laughs> it just comes out. You know, so it's just like very like that was more nerve wracking than anything else, you know, just like hitting wrong chords on the guitar and just being like, there's like 15 people out on the stage right now who could probably play this better than I'm playing. <laughs> oh my God, stop. But, that's, stop but that's when the nerves kick in for me. You know, that's. Right. You're like, oh, you know, I have my, yeah, literally like my peers, my coworkers who are like backing me up and you're like, I can't mess this up. I can't yeah. mess this up. And we were like but fresh but... meat, you know? So it's like, yeah, it's like everything for like tours, like, you know, like we... <laughs> stupid. When we started that tour it was so last minute and we so weren't prepared at all. We had just moved to Nashville. And I remember we were already in tour rehearsals, but when we got hired to do it, so they were like, you're going to need this. You're going to need that. You're going to need that. We're like, we're already working 12 hour days because of tour rehearsal. So it's like, we need to go get these supplies. So we went to the mall and we walked around the mall for like an hour and a half trying to find like suitable backpacks to bring. <laughs> and the only backpack we found that was like good enough, they only had the same color. So okay. my husband and I show up with like matching backpacks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like very like kindergarten. Totally. And you're you like, have like all these like road dogs who've been doing this for so long. And like, you know, we're on the crew bus and we're just like, we're new. And they're like, no, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so it was pretty rough. Like, you know, it, it was like, so like how, how many like, weeks did you have to rehearse? If you said you were on their last minute, like, did you have what, like two weeks? think yeah something like that i think i oh my god june 20 something and then our our first show was like july it was july 11th and i'm weird because i only know that because i was there i'm weird (laughs) it was free slurpee day it was free slurpee day i remember getting that on the way not in hershey i think the first show was in hershey it wasn't hershey good memory so (laughs) good memory it wasn't a lot of time yeah not a lot that's bonkers and like you have to like like i get you have to learn also like the songs itself it's not like you just have to learn when to push things or how to push it you have to learn like the cat like that catalog you have to learn the whole set it's and i i I was not like a kelly yeah you know specifically a kelly fan like i knew like her hits because you can't right everywhere she's yeah so but i didn't know like i still don't they'll say songs that are like I'm just like, ooh, I don't know that one. <laughs> You're like this random, this random B-side from 2009. I don't know. I don't know. So it. you get through, um, you get through, you you work a little bit on the piece by piece album. You get through the piece by piece tour. At what point does it become either official or apparent that you and Jason um, are kind of connected and and that you're gonna kind of take this ride along with him? Um, you know that tour got canceled because. Uh, she got really sick. Her um, vocal cords started like giving out. So it was kind of weird. We kind of had like a weird break. So I didn't know like if we would be called back. Um, and obviously at that time, uh, Kennedy had gotten her diagnosis. And so like, there wasn't a lot of focus on like working on music together at that time, like obviously. Um, so it just kind of felt like, okay, well maybe that was it. Maybe that was fun. And you know, moving on. And, um, and then I just kind of kept getting called back for like, you know, little one-offs here. And, um, I would say by the, 
I would say by the time that we were doing, I started feeling more like, oh, cool. Like this might be my gig. Um, when we were doing promo rehearsals for Meaning of Life. Mm -hmm. um, okay. And then I was like, okay, this is a whole nother album cycle. This is like, you know, it's kind of like a newer thing that we're doing. And um, I started to kind of like understand more of what I actually was doing, like my job. And yeah. so I would say around there is where I started to feel really like in as far as like the tech stuff goes. And then as far as creatively, it would probably be like the first um, the first time she hosted billboards. That was like a really big moment for me because that was the first time I actually got to create music for a performance. Yeah. Awesome. So that was like the medley we did. That was yeah. like Kendrick and I know we did two of them, so I kind of mix them up. But yeah. Um, what do you mean though by your first time like for a performance because like, like wouldn't you count tour or you mean more like on um, like a separate tour like uh, tour is already like they're using the extra sounds from the album right so oh. i'm not making those for tour i just set up the computer you know i'm just like making sure that they all play and that everything's working right and that jason has everything is need he needs for tour so that's like almost a completely different job um and then for like the billboard stuff, like I was able to like, um, you know, create uh, the piano sound for the Kendrick song or like, I think we did a Bruno okay. first thing and I, you know, it was like, okay, here's kind of the synth for that, Jason. And like, you know, I just was kind of like in the studio, which was really, really fun. So you mean like from scratch, that was the first time you were able to like actually like from start to finish, you were able to like conceptualize the whole thing. I yeah. got it. I got it. So then. After uh, sort of after the meeting and really it was it was kind of before just as the meeting life tour is getting going. So you've got you've got the record out, kind of have a lull there between the album and the tour. By the time the tour kicks off, we all know that the talk show is coming. Was there a uh, was there a phone call or a conversation between you and Jason one day where he's like, you know, you're like you're on the staff for this talk show, too, right? You know, sadly, uh, no, that was, I mean, in, by no fault of his own. Uh, I don't know if it's like common knowledge to everybody, but corporations really like to like dangle you for a while. So yeah, I think for that meaning of life tour, I think almost everyone was just like, uh, what's happening? Like, um, oh, interesting. You know, and we're all just like waiting to find out information and just like trying to kill it on tour. And um, I don't think I was hired for the TV show officially until June and for, for, for like a September for a, premiere for or whatever. July 27th setup date. Wow. So it was like <laughs> oh really down to the wire, you know, but Jason and I had talked before that. And, um, you know, he was like, do you think you can handle it? Like, uh, you know, I, I, like, I think we can do this. Like, and we just kind of sat, we went and had coffee and we sat and talked about like, like, what do we need to make this work? You know, like we're, we're, we both had gotten into like a, a good flow where like, we didn't really have to like talk a lot for tour stuff. Cause by that point, you know, you, you know what you're supposed to do. Yeah. You know what needs to be done. And it's like, okay, it's done. Everything's good. But for the TV show, we had to like, obviously revisit like, 
more of like, can we communicate through this? Let's focus on that. And like, cause everything's going to be new and everything's going to be different. Um, so yeah, we had had that talk probably in, I want to say like May. And then I got the call from like the actual show in June. So it was pretty crazy. Oh my God. That is so last week. Oh my God. It's kind of like, I get, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Just kind of blowing my mind a little bit, especially cause you like, it's not in Asheville, you know? So it's a whole other city. That's the other thing. Oh my God. Talk about like just getting up and like, okay, we're going to, we're going to do it. Okay. Pretty much. Yeah. It was, uh, it was intense. So then, you know, you get the call in June and you basically have to look at your husband and be like, well, I guess we're moving to LA. Yeah. And he, he was like, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then you, you get underway with, with the talk show and how big of a, of a different world is TV versus studio and tour it's so unbelievably different it's um amazing like i still get shocked you know like at the differences you know we're for tour it's like you already have an album so you kind of already have a concept of what's going to be happening and then you spend a couple weeks going through all the ideas hashing out all the extra stuff then you spend like a week nailing everything down, including video and movements and lighting. And it it's like a well-oiled machine. And then you take it out and you just do the same thing every night until you're done. Yeah. There's really no last minute changes. Well, with Kelly, there is because she, you know, she always wants to do like a throwback song or a guest request or whatever. Sure. So you're always learning something new every day. But like that little portion of the Kelly tour, that's like the whole TV show. Yeah. So like, you know, sometimes I'm getting like, um, like for the TV show, I also pick which like bumpers the band plays in and out of commercial or that's right. what song they play for like the guests walking on and. So I like to read the scripts because I don't want them to play like some party song when somebody's like crying. Sure. So it's like, you know, I read through <laughs> the scripts before every show and make sure like the emotions kind of match up. Yeah. But yeah, sometimes yeah. those don't come through till midnight the day before. Right. Oh, or sometimes 15 minutes before the show, it changes. And that's just how TV goes from what I've seen. It's just like, at least our show. I mean, it's very, very, very like on your toes all the time. I would describe it in season one when I felt really in over my head. I would describe it to people as like, it's like, feels like you're being waterboarded with your favorite drink. <laughs> it's like, well, I love this, but like, also I need a break. Oh. I got to like pull out of this stream for a minute. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's really like, there's all new terms. There's technical terms. There's yeah. camera terms. Like uh, the associate director will say in our ears sometimes like terms and we're all just like, well, that's a new one. Like, what's <laughs> what's that? Like we first heard like why on the line and we we're like, what's why on the line? Like what? You know, so but again, it's the same thing. Like everything else, you just ask questions and, and then you'll get used to it. Yeah, I guess also with tour, I guess with tour, you guys have a lot more flexibility and creative leeway because it's not like like you guys get to create the show like i'm sure yeah like not x really. y and z it's actually fun no like, tour is very like there's someone hired to do the video there's someone hired to do the light 
Oh, I know that, but I mean in terms of like the creative stuff you guys get to do on stage, at sure. least with the music, I feel like you guys have a lot more flexibility. And but whereas the church, the show, it's you know there's a lot more clearance, a lot more corporate. There's a yeah. way more people involved that have opinions and everything. So it's it's hard, I'm sure. Like we're it's hard, I guess, maybe to fit in. Like, do you find it's hard to fit creativity in for the the talk show? Um, it just depends. It, it- you know, it all depends on like what the song is that we're doing. I mean, if it's a if it's like a really popular song, like I think our mo is to like deliver the song, like what people know and love. Um, yeah, and not delineate too much. But if it's a song like um, that, Kelly really wants to like elaborate on, like the only one that's coming to. We've done this quite a few times, but like when we did ring my bell, like she, I, she, I she was wanted it to be really creepy and really like, uh, like ethereal and swampy is what she calls it. So, oh, yeah. you know, that, that was something where it's like, Oh, cool. We can do something really cool. That was something where I didn't have to worry about what the original sounded like at all. And I could just like create something, you know, kind of that I liked and how I thought creepy yeah. sounded or whatever. And, and then those are the times where we can get really creative. And um, I know the band also loves doing like, if it is a popular song, like they always love to like throw some like hits in there or like certain changes and um, just kind of make it more special and make it fit the live band format that they, that they're doing. Right. So it's not like, you know, it's no, it's not, it's like a direct rip off karaoke. It's more yes. like a, performance you know it's a, it's a nice cover not like I'm literally sitting here reading the teleprompter singing along to the track yeah yeah sure <laughs> exactly. like yeah like if you went to see like obviously like you know you hear like a Madonna song and it's like it's a lot of like synths and drum machines but if you go see her live it's a drummer and it's a live bass right bass. so they do it a little differently they add extra like embellishments on everything so that it has that special live feel so that's kind of like I think the main goal with the show so you guys kind of got, you know, at least the first season under your belts. And then I, I'm, I'm assuming it had to have been probably around the second or second season where now you guys are sort of, I don't, I don't want to speak for you, but, you know, you maybe kind of started to hit your stride a little bit. And now you start mixing in, you know, Jason saying, hey, we need to also record some music. So on top of doing everything that you're doing for the show, now you guys are also in your free time you guys are putting together songs for Kelly to record for some future project. You know, Jason and, and really everybody that we've spoken to has all kind of said, we just come in and record stuff. We don't necessarily know 100% what it's going to be for, you know, whether that be when when uh, the process started for the second Christmas record or for the Kelly Oki album. You guys are always kind of doing something else behind the scenes. Have you had to kind of, again, learn on the job how to sort of juggle everything. So you're like, okay, now in this mindset, I've got to be focused on what we're doing for the show. And now I've got to switch over to recording studio type mindset where we're putting something down on record. Yeah, it's it's definitely like a different, uh, two different animals, but it is just like a, it's just like a time management thing. You know, it's where like, I really have started to like understand it's like less of the like childhood dreams of doing music and more of like the adult, like, Oh no, like you have a schedule and like 
Like, even though you're going to do something really cool and creative, this is the time where you have to do it. And this is the time where you have to switch to do something else like admin, which is not cool and creative and fun. <laughs> it's just admin. And you're like, okay, well, but that has to fit in too. So it really is just like, sadly, and, and, and wonderfully a job, you know, yeah. like, it's like, you know, it's like, okay, cool. Like it, it, it took a minute to like, be okay with that in my mind. Cause you know, you have all these delusions of grandeur about what like working every day on music is going to be like. Um, and it's just, it's just like, you could imagine it. Like there's things you're doing that you love to do. And there's things you're doing that you're like, I don't want to do this right now, but <laughs> I have to do this to get to this. So yeah. we just got to get it done. Um, but for sure, like it, it, it works out to where like, I know on the TV show we have like, usually we have a dark week, which just means no filming for that week. That's when we get a lot of other stuff done. That's when like other things get booked. So okay, it's like, you know, usually it's like for maybe like four months, you're like, cool, I'm going to have this week off. And then like, you know, three weeks before it's like, oh no, we're recording like a karaoke album that week. And it's like, oh, <laughs> okay. 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 I will sleep some other time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so was it fun for you? Because obviously once you got to the, the, when Christmas comes around album, Jason really kind of took a, a bigger hand in the production of that album. And so where it, I've kind of noticed where Jason goes producing wise, you know, you're right there as well. You obviously had a bigger hand in um, in behind the scenes of that album. Was that more fun for you to be more involved in a, in a record? Yeah, I love that. That was a really fun experience for me. Um, I felt really um, at first really out of my element because uh, when when I got to the studio, I really didn't know what Jason like how he wanted me to be involved in that when I showed up and it was just like, okay, well, here I am. And he was like, okay, so I want you to like, just build a sample library. And I'm like, oh, okay. With of anything <laughs> of like any like noises, Christmassy sounds and like, okay. you know, just anything that would be like, you know, going with like the vibe of like vintage Christmas music and stuff like that. And, um, I just literally, everyone was like in the studio. I think we were there for like, uh, two weeks and everyone was just like doing their thing. And I was just like at a table in the back with headphones on, like just making little sounds and stuff, <laughs> making keyboards and all that stuff. But that, that's like, that's really like my husband's like MO, like he's a master sampler. So I was just like, Oh God, Oh God. Okay. I, I gotta like learn how to do this. And it was really fun. I think I came up with like 50 different instruments just from little clips of sounds and just affecting them. And, and then, so it was two weeks of that. And then I think I had maybe four or five days to actually use those and like put them in the songs. So it was like just building this massive library and then like, Oh, and how do I want to put them in here? And so I think on that album, I worked on glow. I worked on, um, Santa can't you hear me. I worked on, I think I worked on Christmas as a cancel, just you yep. and blessed. So like, are you given like um, almost like a, not like finished track? Like it's, I'm sure it's, you know, it's obviously not mixed and mastered at that point, but like it's, it's almost at the point. Is that when you kind of come in and drop stuff, 
had like what's the process it all depends I mean for that one it was like for that one it was like almost simultaneously because as they're recording it like I'm hearing what they're doing and I can kind of like react to that and what I'm working on and like even when I was making sounds uh you know if they were working on glow I was like okay this will work good for glow let me I'm gonna like jot down that I want to use right so I mean there was like a, a a more simultaneous experience which is nice for me because on the show I'm actually usually doing the programming before the band records so sometimes it's like well what I did doesn't really match up with what they decided to do creatively so sometimes yeah. it's a little like rubby like you know and ends up just like oh you know we'll get rid of that um, right but it was like it was really cool to be more of like in the moment on that Christmas record so then we get the uh the Kelly Oki album and I I have to I have to call out Pam uh here for this because when we talked to Jason uh, uh the last time he uh told us that you were responsible for something that Pam really really loved on that album and Pam, I'm going to let you, uh, I'm going to let you talk that through in happier than ever. I don't know if it's like the second verse, maybe there's the crickets. Yeah, It's so subtle, but (laughs) the first time I heard it, like my jaw fell, I was just like, this is just, it was just like a perfect situation where I was like, you can, you can visualize yourself. You can visually see where the song is. And I just, it's so subtle. And Jason was like, are, are, is is that actually in the song? He had to like pull up his files during the interview. He was like, oh yeah, I guess there are bug noises. And I'm like, it's just so good. I don't know, but I love what you did. And, and, well, thank and you. <laughs> it's just, I'm, I don't know. It, it gives me such vi- like go- like cozy vibes. I don't know. I really I love, love that kind of stuff. I, that is the kind of stuff that I feel like it adds a lot while not actually adding anything at all. And yeah. um, I, I find that that's kind of like the the sounds that I love to focus on um, or a droney sound that just goes straight through. And it's not like somebody's like, wow, that drone, like, but <laughs> you know, it, it does create like a tension or a feeling that, you know, it just, it adds a little something. I feel like it's also though something that you don't notice it's there when you're listening to the song, but if it were taken out, you would absolutely tell yourself there is sure. something missing. Like I'm, I, this is not hitting the same way that it usually does. So that's, I mean, that, I feel like that's a testament to the work that you do because you've put something into the song that completes it and we don't even realize that we needed it. Yeah, it's the interesting thing about programming is that that's pretty much what a lot of it is. You know, like growing up and, and being a guitar player in bands or a bass player in bands or a singer, you know, I got really accustomed to like, pointing out like being uh my parts being like front and center and so like that was something I was very used to and when I really started working on the show and really started working on programming stuff it was like oh like the way you shine in this is more of like subtlety and um and you know for like uh you know a a a budding like ego a brain of mine from like childhood to be like, I'm going to be a star and being like, Oh no, I'm going to be subtle. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It was a hard switch, but like when you really get into that and like doing your best job at that, it's, it's really rewarding to like listen back to like a final mix of something like the Kelly and, and hear those crickets and be like, yes, 
I did that and it worked. It's <laughs> awesome. Amazing. Now, one of Jeremy's favorite, which I think it's not one of, it's probably his favorite song on the EP, um, was obviously a song that was also done on the talk show that you actually performed on because you get to fill in sometimes. Yes. So, Jeremy, I'll let you take yeah, this I here. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I don't have enough good things to say about the the Kelly Oki album version of Fake Plastic Trees. I think it's one of the best vocal captures of her entire career. I, I mean, I agree. it is a, there is something magical about that recorded version. And every once in a while, I, I mean, I can't, I can't remember how many times I've watched that performance when it was first done on the show. And then I w was going back and watching recently. And I thought, how have I missed every single time that it's not Kyle on bass, it's you on the bass. We look alike. <laughs> <laughs> but I, 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 I almost like, felt bad. You, you, you filled in. You, yeah. you filled in quite a yeah. bit. Yeah, I've, I've filled in a few times, handful of times. So what's that like? Are you just? Is it? Is it? Is I mean, it spontaneous? Do you know? It's different every time. Like for fake plastic trees, I knew, I knew I would be playing, so I got to practice. I got to, you know, yay! What I was doing, like again, like I said, I don't have any schooling, so like, like, a, like most of the guys are just reading charts. Like you can't even begin to memorize all of those songs. Like it's just such a, a huge load of of memorization. I don't read charts, so you know, I can do simple chords or whatever, but when it comes to like notation, like it's out the window for me. I can't, I can't do that. So, um, yeah, I got to practice and that was really nice. I knew where I was going and stuff. And then there's other times where like, I think one time, uh, uh, thanks for save your tears the weekend. Um, that was like, there was like an inconclusive COVID test and, Ugh you know, Kyle had to retest and then like five minutes before the show started or seven minutes or something, it was like, Oh no, it's positive. He can't, he can't be here. Uh, and it was just like, Jason was like, okay, go down to wardrobe. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> damn. And just, and I, and just like a random Monday. Okay. I guess yeah. now I'm going to be on TV today. <laughs> and I was like, thank God it's an easy song. Cause I, don't get to rehearse this. And I actually had programmed on that song. So I was like, oh, I at least I know where this song is going. I know the arrangement or whatever. So um yeah, it was terrifying. And and then like what nobody is seeing is like for the bumpers parts, because that's the hardest part. Is like those are all like funk and like riffs and like all stuff that like I could do if I could practice but right you know it's like off the off the cuff huh? <laughs> yeah so it's like in between like while the interviews are going on it's just like me like talking to lester like what about this one? <laughs> <laughs> you're like because like, that's right because because anytime you have to fill in for a karaoke i'm assuming you have to fill in for the whole show sure yeah all the ins and outs and the end credits and uh the little stings which sometimes we literally write on the spot like so it's uh yeah, it's terrifying for me, but I I think I did okay. I think I do okay. You did great. <laughs> you did amazing. Again, it's one of those things like no one realizes you're like kind of sure. just making it up as you go along. No one knows. And, like at no point you were just <laughs> leaning over, being like, "Can we just fake it and we'll just add it in post?" Like we can. Right. Like we'll we'll come <laughs> in after I'll the just show. This. I'll just pretend to be yeah. playing, and you'll hear this elaborate baseline yeah. under my fingers. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh, I love that so much. Um, so, so you, you've you've obviously had so much experience between touring and albums and the talk show. Like, is there is there still something that you want to challenge yourself with? Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, finishing all the songs I've written in the last ten years. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's been you know I've been on like a personal journey and um you know, working in this job that I've like learned so much about music and, um, you know, I-, I would love to start getting into like working on my own projects again. So I have like s- maybe six songs I'm working on right now, my husband and I, and, uh, just trying to like focus on that in my spare time. And like, it's like, I want to take everything I've learned and use it. I think for a long time, I just felt so intimidated with my own music because it was just like, I don't know what, like, I don't know what the pros are doing. Like, I don't know how to like make this work. You know, I don't, I didn't have like the education or whatever. And so now it's like, Oh, I kind of know a little bit. I think I can, I think I can work on it. I think I can figure it out. So, so is there maybe another Jane black EP in you somewhere? For sure. Oh, good. By the way, if people haven't gone, if people haven't gone on, you you should go listen to the Runaway EP because it is actually very, very good. And I was, I was, like, I was smiling through the whole thing because I'm like, this is super fun. Like, it's a really, really fun EP. And I was, it made me all the more excited to talk to you. And so I'm excited that you that you're still like keeping music in the back of your head for for yourself that you want to like actually record with you and your husband. Um, we've also heard a rumor that you are a mighty fine cook. Is that true? <laughs> yeah, I try. I try. I think it, I just love food. So it's like, if I'm going to be doing it, it's going to taste good. <laughs> I, I, I found that, <laughs> I love in, that. Our, in our conversations with everybody from the show, I mean, whether it be uh, with Jason or with Jesse, it seems like yeah. food is a really big, like, love of everybody on the show we love food we really do (laughs) our our favorite time of the week is there's this great little restaurant near the studio and so the end of the end of every week we all go and and eat lunch there and it's like it's like the highlight for everybody it's just like ah some good food yay love love are you uh yeah it's hard it's like growing up in new orleans it's like everything just tastes better oh my god new orleans you know so it's like it's really hard like you know, you leave and you go taste other states' food, and no offense, but it's never flavored flavorful enough. Sure, you you can definitely say that. No, I mean, New Orleans food is is like superior, so yeah. you have every right to say that. <laughs> yeah, it's very much like like just like I go back and I'm just like, oh my god, there it is. There's that salt and fat, everything <laughs> I ever wanted. So I try to I try to replicate those things in my own home. <laughs> Well, I know that you've obviously impressed your uh, your coworkers and bandmates because uh, they they speak very highly of it. I like, yeah. I think we had like a Vegas. Um, we had like a couple of shows in Vegas that kept us there for like a week and a half or something. And I wow. remember, like, at some point, I was like, I I have to cook. Like, I can't yeah. keep eating like Vegas food. Yeah. Um, no. And so I, I, while we, we lived in Nashville for five years, my husband and I, and I worked really hard to come up with my own hot chicken recipe. And so that it was just like one night on that little stint where I was like, okay, everyone, I'm making hot chicken tenders. 
bring a dish and it was just all of us in this hotel. Uh, with, oh like, that's so cute I'm, like, frying chicken in a hotel room i'm sure they hate me <laughs> i mean it smells good it does smell it's good so, yeah i love that you cook it all when you're like on the that. road no it's so hard I'm that's, that's, Jocko. that's Jocko's job oh really? you guys you guys manage to cook while you're on the road he does i think on piece by piece i know he bought like a hot plate and oh i oh my god I think there was an instance of like cooking octopus in a hotel room on a hot plate at some point. <laughs> That's we incredible. Do, we do love food. Like it's a, it's a strong urge for all of us to have delicious food. I hope, I hope catering is usually kind of decent, but you can go either way with, with uh, catering on, on tour. It can be really good or nope. Yeah. Nope. There's always a point on tour where you're like, I can't eat another bite. Yeah. Literally. Or I don't know. I mean, like I know I've, I've done a couple tours. They're like, here's your per diem. You can go to like Outback and get takeout or something. You're like, Oh great. I can't wait to go home. (laughs) I cannot wait. It's all about like balancing like your bus stock and making sure you have like your go-tos. Yes. For the days where catering is not great, you know? Yeah. And then and re- out, it's just like soup and salad. It will get you. Food. Yes. You have to remind yourself, oh, I actually have to eat like a vegetable or like a piece exactly. of fruit this week, you know? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Not just ramen. So yeah. then uh, speaking of tour, you know, at the time of us recording this, we're sort of all eagerly anticipating when uh, we sort of get official word, you know, there's, there's been, you know, quiet talk that, you know, Kelly's finally going to get back out uh, and do some live shows uh, this time, this uh, sometime this summer. Uh, are you excited to to kind of get back and like, doing live shows again it is exciting um it is like it's such a a different thing than a tv show so it's always kind of like you get that like rush of like oh my god can i can i do that again like can i you know like we just did the nfl honors which was a live live show and um it's pretty like real like how different those like nerves are when you know like you can't just say like oh hold on can we redo that like you know, it's like, oh no, like you have, you have to nail it. It has to be exactly what it needs to be. And right. You know, if there is a mistake, you have to be on your toes to like cover it up as quickly as possible. Sure. Um, so that challenge is nice. You know, it's like, uh, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's like, we, you know, we're all, you know, waiting to get confirmation too. So it's like, we're all kind of just like, oh, what's it going to be? What's like, gonna go? yeah, <laughs> I was just like, oh. you- you have to like hold back from like, you know, keeping yourself up at night of like, if it's this, what am I going to do? If it's this, how am right. I going to do it? If it's this, how am I going to do it? So yeah, it's interesting where I think everybody's excited to see what's going to happen. And yeah, that's can't wait. Oh, I bet. Know, the new, any new songs, how are they going to sound? Sure. Live? Right. All that kind of stuff is really, it is exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, before we let you go, uh, Rachel, uh, we know that uh, we, we should have probably mentioned this, off the top, we should have introduced you as an Emmy award winning uh, <laughs> assistant music producer. Congratulations yes. on that. Thank oh you. Oh my God. It's so well deserved. You guys are seriously killing it. Literally, like every karaoke looks like a concert from what I can see. And, you know, honestly, no one deserves it more than you guys. So, congratulations. And I'm sure it's going to continue on for season five plus. Thank you. I'm so glad everybody enjoys it. I think it's one of those things that. You really don't know how it's going to play. You know, it's just like, it's daytime TV. It's live music. It's concert style performances. And 
you know, it's so very niche, but um, we enjoy it. And I, we work really hard to like do something that we think people will love. And it's really good to know that people are enjoying it. <laughs> we love it. It's unique. We love it. It's something fresh every day, 9am every morning on Twitter, 9am Eastern. I see the new Kelly Oakies. I get so excited every day because you never know what you're going to get. No, no, we don't know what genre, we don't know what artists, and it's always kind of keeps us on our toes. So I, we appreciate all the work you guys do. Thank you so much. Thank you. And uh, now if you did have to say uh, one thing to 14 or 15 year old Rachel about um, making sure that she had room for an Emmy award down the road, I mean, how do you think you would have responded to that? Uh, it's pretty wild. I never really um, envisioned television for myself. Um, I always, you know, I was a very like, you know, like no selling out rock and roll, like, you know, you got to be like, you know, weird and everyone has to hate you and you have to hate everybody else. And um, obviously that changes as you get older. So I think I would maybe tell 14 year old Rachel to like chill out a little bit and <laughs> um, relax into the grayness of life. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a good, good way of putting like it because, you know, Thank you so much for joining us, yes. Rachel. We really appreciate it. We know you're insanely busy, but thanks for taking an hour out of your day. Um, we appreciate everything that you do, and we're really excited to see what's coming up for the rest of th this year. Thank you so much. So nice to talk to Rachel and to meet her. Um, you know, really, I can't under uh, I can't understate how much Jason speaks so highly of her and the work that she does. You know, he he really does say that. You know, he relies on Rachel a lot and she really does a great job. And, and I think, it, you know, we sort of touched on it during the show that you don't realize a lot of the work that she does. You don't necessarily zone in on it, but if it were taken away, you would absolutely know that it was missing from whether it be a Kelly Oki or something on an album. And I'm excited to see, you know, what involvement she has with, uh, the future project that's uh, hopefully going to be out uh, this year. So just a, a delightful uh, interview and a, just an awesome, awesome person. So incredibly talented. Seriously. And I recommend anyone listening, like once you're done with this, go ahead and like put on like the Kelly Oki EP. And I know something that I know Jeremy and I like to do from time to time is instead of just like listening to a song to listen to the song, listen and try to like close your eyes and listen for like specific parts It'll make you like re-examine every song you've ever heard before, but it's a really cool practice to do. And you'll be able to hear a lot of the things that Rachel incorporates into yeah. that, even the Christmas album. I know it's it's February, but like whatever, go listen to it. Absolutely. Um, because it's it's such a skill that she has to like know what kind of things to incorporate, what tone, what time in the song. And it's it's kind of like a it's a science, yet you kind of have to figure it out as you go along. I'm not really sure if I'm explaining that right, but like, so again, thank you so much, Rachel, for joining us. Yes. Um, she was so cool, and I'm so excited to see like what else she does. You know, when when we get this new album, I'm really excited to hear what kind of things she was able to incorporate there. And every day on on the karaoke, you know, it's just it's so much fun to hear. Absolutely. And by the way, again, if you uh, get a chance. Look up her and her husband's group. Uh, they're called Jane Black. Uh, they've got an EP on uh, all the download services. They've also got a, uh, a single they put out a few years ago called Dreams. Uh, definitely worth a listen. I mean, they're they're talented, man. I, I really enjoyed yeah. listening to the EP. 
I listened to it a couple of times. So uh, it's definitely worth your time to uh, give it a listen. And uh, once again, yeah, like uh, Pam said, thank you to Rachel for joining us today. And thank you for being a part of the episode as well. Thank you. As always, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Miss Into Podcast. If you listen on the Spotify app, please consider leaving us a rating. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, if you can leave us a rating and review, it would be greatly appreciated. Next week, we'll be back with an interesting episode. It's something we kind of teased a few weeks ago. And a lot of you have been asking for us to do a bit more of like a music industry episode. So we are going to be doing that and answering some more general questions, but also definitely tying in some of Kelly's past albums and album campaigns and things like that. So we're going to have our friend Moni on here. She's going to be, I guess, kind of interviewing us. We'll have like a little conversation with her. Yeah. And uh, if you're ever interested in learning a lot more just about the music industry as a whole, we're going to, Jeremy and I are going to try to answer questions uh, to the best of our ability. So we're really excited for that. And we hope you tune in. And hope you guys have a great rest of your week. We'll see you next time, guys. Bye. You've been listening to Miss Indie Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. Miss Indie Podcast was written and produced by Jeremy and Pam. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you'll be the first to know when a new podcast is posted. Continue the conversation by following the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Miss Indie Podcast. Send us your questions and comments to missindiepodcast at gmail.com. 